yesterday's price is not today's price. Why? Why? Man, those Rams wide receivers, dude. Yesterday's price is not today's price. We're going to hit on all those Rams guys today. Thanks for joining the Dynasty Market Watch. I'm Todd Halverson, joined by Brian O'Leary and Matt Davis. No guests today, so it's just the three of us. Sounds like a song. Uh, just <laughs> the three of us. I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself. Here. So we'll yeah, be talking the, yeah, we'll be talking the Rams, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. Should we be concerned? As always, Brian doesn't like to have any fun, so he wants to sell a big-time asset. So we'll get to that. You know what they say, uh, you no know, time for fun and games when you're trying to win imaginary trophies here, Todd. Yeah, yeah. So also, I've 86th all Packers talk this week. Anybody in the restaurant business, you know what I, you know what that means. Matt's on probation. If you want any <laughs> Packers talk, just check out his Twitter account, at Dynasty Peasant. Won't spend too much time on the Thanksgiving massacre. Oh, okay. Touche. So um, we've got a fun one in store. We're, rec we're recording Tuesday night, November 28th. So we'll get to our bull or bears in just a second. And then we will run through our rookie report, talk some rookie wide receivers, then go through our vet update. We'll talk about some QBs in that QB 12 to 20 range. And also look at some buys before the trade deadline to get out ahead of 2024. Then we'll run through some trades. Then lastly, close it out with some buys or sells of the week. So, Brian, I mentioned you don't like having any fun. Tell the people who you are selling in your bear of the week. Yeah, yeah. So the inspiration for Todd's uh, somewhat rude but probably fair commentary on my approach to the game, uh, my bear of the week is Brees Hall. Uh, Brees Hall is viewed as, as we all know, very, very highly, you know, in the top one, two, three, four running backs in dynasty. Um, and I'm starting to think and really feel strongly about this take that he's, he's overrated. Um, I think he is good. He's talented. He's got the pedigree, but I think he's over, overly relying on big runs. I think short term, he's got a horrible situation. Obviously, we all know that offensively. So, like, he's not winning you any trophies this year. And long term, we're losing his prime years. And we know the volatility that running backs have. So, my recommendation is something along the lines of if you're on a contender, try and get one of those elite contender pieces, maybe older Kelsey, Diggs, Jacobs, Adams, et cetera, et cetera. But get a, get a plus, like a plus of first. So you're potentially boosting your odds to win the title that year, maybe next year. Um, and you're also getting that longer term, safer, insulated asset. Um, so that's contender on a rebuild. Like I think you could get probably like Gibbs plus a sm like small plus or maybe one to one. But um, I think he's helping you better more. I think HN plus HN's being a little slept on right now because he's, you know, the injury things lingering back and forth. People forgot how good he is. Uh, ETN plus, or, you know, just a couple more things like an elite receiver or like an Ayuk plus an Olave plus where you're going running back to receiver with a little more insulation on that front. All right. I'll, uh, I'll test you on this. Cause, uh, before I get to my bowl of the week and this will probably make it obvious who it is, what do you think about trading Brees for Kyron Williams and a first round pick? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, so that's cooking. like, it's. I mean Kyron's that, got to be like a, an RB one rest of the year is what we're thinking, right? Uh, that's that that is at least the concept of like get guy that helps you 
improve your chances of winning this year plus an asset that is a strong asset and we like Kyron Williams is a great example Matt because like he could be like this stud that like you know we all just underestimated too I, I don't I don't know it's that that's yeah I mean that, that that basically uh that's kind of why I decided to make him my bowl of the week this uh this week I've never really been a big fan of Kyron Williams I don't think really anybody has been uh once his 4.6 4.7 40 time came out with his size in the combine pretty much and then went day three everyone left him for dead um his you know his advanced rushing over expectation metrics all that stuff is very pedestrian if not worse but sean mcveigh just trusts this dude he gives this dude a monster workload uh kyron williams hit the uh hit the ir they brought in daryl henderson and then the moment kyron was healthy again see you daryl uh <laughs> Then went right back to Kyron Williams getting a big workload. I don't think the Rams are going to pour a lot of resources into the running back position this offseason. I think Kyron has definitely played himself into a spot next year. I don't know if he's going to get the workload he's gotten this year, um, but I do expect him to have that workload for the rest of the season and, and be relevant next year. Matt, not to interrupt your flow too much, but I have an example of a Kyron Williams trade, and I think this, this could be something that you could – in t- in terms of like approach and game theory yeah like the person that has kyron williams they might not be trying to win games they might not be trying to contend right now and that's something that like you could use to your advantage like hey you got to shed these points off your team and get value back in in, in return right so i traded to a tanking team that's in 101 return uh, he's going for 101 he gave me a second and a third for or I'm sorry, I gave him a second and third for Kyron Williams. So like that's that's value right there. He in turn gets probably 101, and uh, I get a guy that can help me out short term at least. I don't think that trades out there in many leagues. So like, I, like the, that I don't think it's un- I, I don't well. think it's unre- I don't think it's an unrealistic uh, ask right now. No, I, no I you, don't, can, you I, could all. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's an unfair unfair ask. I'm just saying I don't know that it's out there very often. So like right now, KTC RB12. Fantasy Calc, real trades, real leagues, RB thirteen. Like, would you rather have Barkley or Kyron Williams? Kyron, uh, Saquon. But I mean, I if you're a contender, it's, I it's think a Kyron question. helps you. I think Kyron helps you more rest of season. If you're a tanker, obviously you probably don't want points, but I don't have the younger guy. But see, I, I, that, back that also back on Fantasy Calc right now. I think that's also another reason why he could be a legit. Uh, by right now is because there could be people that you know that roster him that don't trust his profile they see him come back off ir they see him get a 30 point game hey i'm gonna go sell high this week let me see if i can get two twos for him like and they might not know to ask for more basically uh yeah my my trade example is more of the approach than the actual tangible assets that you that i traded to get him it's that you know, there are probably a lot of teams out there that didn't plan on having Kyron Williams be this RB1. I don't think he's worth a first round pick, though. I, I like, I would have trouble sending a late yeah. first round pick. And it sounds to me, Todd, like that's what you're, you should expect to have to pay. Uh, so maybe I, I think it's getting it. there. Yeah. I think it's getting to where, where you would have to offer a first to get him. But like, yeah. all right, Taylor, Taylor just went down. Taylor. Yeah. Can you can you do something with a Taylor to, to Kyron? Maybe Kyron is on a tank team. They may want Taylor, you know, pivot to get the guy that's not going to score any points. So maybe you could do like Taylor for Kyron plus here late in the year. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, but Todd, so that kind of leads into into your bull, bull bear of the week. Uh, one of his teammates, go ahead. Yeah, so I mentioned Puka and Cooper Cup. So my bull of the week is Puka Nakua, and people were a lot higher than me early on, and now I feel like people are starting to fade out, and I'm still all the way in on Puka. Every league I'm in, I'm trying to go get Puka Nakua. Every single one. Um, I got one last week. Um, you know, he he struggled kind of the last few weeks on the fantasy point side of things. Mm-hmm. But since Cup has been back, his expected fantasy points per game is wide receiver 16. That's still really good. Um, seventh in the NFL in target share since Cup has been back. Obviously, we know about all the stuff before Cup was when cup was gone like that all was awesome but people were kind of thinking okay now it's going to be him and cup i want to know what he can be he can be a high-end wide receiver too even with cooper cup on the field so dude's a stud i've still got him at wide receiver 12 i would sell addison for him straight if i had like a waddle Devontae, iuke uh Devontae smith iuke any of those guys i would probably be trying to pivot to puka and maybe like get a second on top maybe like that person's panicking a little bit um if I've got like a DK Metcalf or a Flowers, I will trade up a little. I'll, I'll try to offer him straight, but I might try to throw in something else on top to go get Puka. So I'm still fully all in on Puka. I feel like I was following everyone. So like everybody had him like wide receiver 20. I probably had him like wide receiver 25. He got like wide receiver 10. I was a wide receiver 15. I kept following behind. And now I feel like I'm ahead of the group a little bit, probably like the wide receiver 11 or 12 range. I'd have him right around the exact same spot, uh, you know, somewhere in that like 10 to 14 range. I haven't really done any kind of ranks recently, but that is true. So he he has been a big story on Twitter and fantasy leagues and fantasy group chats uh, this past week or so. A lot of people that have been down on Puka are like trying to run victory laps. And like, it is kind of funny, Todd, because like you said, like his peripherals, peripherals have not changed. Like he, He's still just as uh, good at drawing targets and all that as he was at the beginning of the season. So I completely agree. I think he's a great buy right now. I think there are people down on him unjustifiably. Um, Yeah, so fantasy calc right now, he's at wide receiver 24. I tweeted this a little bit ago right before we started recording. And I think that there's a little bit of survivorship bias on that wide receiver 24 ranking. Because remember, fantasy calc is real trades and real leagues. I think the people that are trading him right now are the people that have begun to really panic. And the people that have him that still believe he's in that wide receiver 10 to wide receiver 12 range aren't trading. They're not even trading at wide receiver 15 prices. They still have him at wide receiver 12. So there's that survivorship bias of we're only seeing the major panic trades and we're not seeing anybody trade him at wide receiver 12 price because nobody buying wants to buy at that price. They want to buy low. So yeah, yeah, I'm saying try to buy low at like wide receiver 16 to 18 to 20 price, which is a little bit above the fantasy calc market, but it's still um, less than where I have him. Yeah, I, I, I'm on board with what Todd's saying. Uh, I think I, I'm still very much a believer in Puka. I think we're we are at our root. Like, we're all kind of day trading like we've talked about, and it's like yesterday's price is not today's price, but it's also important to not just, like, get that, like, short-term confirmation bias of, like, see, he stinks because this, this, or that, when in reality you haven't really looked any deeper into it and seeing, like, okay, maybe he's had some unlucky things go not his way 
or whatever. And he was never going to be, you know, getting 18 targets a game or whatever he was getting insanity that he was getting to start the season. So like, I, I, I feel less good about him than I did three or four weeks ago. I think we're probably all on that front. Like, but at the same time, let's not all of a sudden make him this like, or please do so I can be with Todd and also collect a bunch of puka. But uh, I, I think it's important to not just like jump the ship on players that quickly. Yeah, because like three or four weeks ago, we were like a lot of people were up to like wide receiver five range. So that was probably a little bit aggressive. But sinking back into this wide receiver t- 10 to 12 makes sense. But hey, we were going to talk about the Rams offense as a whole. So let's just go ahead and finish it out right here and yeah. go Cooper Cup really quick. Um, so I have a quick and easy take on Cooper Cup. Guys that are studs, they have lulls that happen like this sometimes. Um, we saw Devontae Adams a little bit earlier in the year. There are times where they will go through a two or three game stretch. Diggs had one at the end of last year. Like these guys will go, yeah, these guys will go through a little bit of a stretch where things don't go their way. His expected fantasy points per game still aren't that bad. Um, he's just not, it's just not going getting you to the finish line right now. So I really think that Cooper Cup will be fine. And I'm just going to keep, keep starting him. And if I can trade for him for a couple twos or something, I don't want to pay a late first, but. I, I might. Um, I, I think this is this is the exact same thing for Puka. Like people are just like there's almost like a buyer's remorse of like I may have paid or had him at this insane level like two or three years ago when he was just like that is that was Herculean efforts that like just don't come around often. So like all we're confirming by him not having like 16, 17 straight dominant games is he's not Justin Jefferson like that's. That's there's still like a lot of good receivers below Justin Jefferson is the point. Like, okay, he's not a wide receiver one overall in Dynasty. That's he can still be very, very serviceable. And like Todd's saying, like if you can get two twos, which I think you probably can for a lot of people, um, right now, that's that's a great buy short term and next year at least. Wide receiver twenty on fantasy calc and keep trade cut. He is can't find him. <laughs> Dude. Keep trade cut. Cooper Cup is wide receiver twenty-seven. Yeah, twenty-seven. Um, that's 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 where I think that's reflective guys of, around him. Yeah, Debo uh, and, and Josh Downs on either side. And I, I know we've had some listeners ask about like they wanted us to talk about these two these two wide receivers especially, and we were Matt and I were like, yeah, we're already planning on talking to them, but this is just confirming that the panic is definitely sinking in for a certain a certain population and I'm not saying it's a good or a bad player. It's a uh, people that are like, man, why isn't he doing what he used to do or what was he doing that he was doing earlier? And it, it might come back to your point, Todd. Yeah. And I think for me, the point with cup is his, his production when he's right is so elite that I'll yeah. never value that guy as less than a first round pick, like just until he's basically done. Um, so t- to me, He's a strong buy at anything less than a first, and I'm not even considering selling if the offer is less than a first and second. Um, sure. So yeah. one, of, one of the requests that we got I thought was kind of funny uh, in a way was asking us to compare Cooper Cup to Rasheed Rice. And the only reason I say it's funny is because they're such different asset classes, asset types. Um to me, this is going to be a really strong, what does my team look like? What does my build look like? I I can't really say who I would prefer straight up one for one 
between Cup and Rasheed Rice uh, without knowing what my team looks like. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I, so, I'm taking Cooper Cup either way. So I have a quick okay. um, Rasheed Rice, but that I'm I'm still I'm I'm starting to maybe believe a little more on him. So Jacob Gibbs on Twitter, he's a really good follow um, for a lot of analytic stuff. If you if you don't follow him, so Jacob Gibbs um, said in Week 12. He had a 71% route participation. His previous high was 64%. He had a 31% target share. Previous high was 19%. Yeah. And on the season, he's got a 2.3, 2.43 yards per route run. And so he's he's getting a lot of yards when he when he's out there. So I'm I'm still a little hesitant on him, but I'm starting to buy in a little bit more of the kind of like the Puka Nakua thing earlier. I'm I'm still behind the market, but I'm starting to catch up a little bit i mean i i think uh he got a 30 ish percent target share this past week in a game where kelsey had whatever nine or ten catches so like that's something to think about like that he could he's not going to get 30 percent target share but if that's if they're that kind of focused on him um it's, Dude, it's something to at least it's something to think about yeah, I mean that receiving group is hot dog water. I mean, it's just brutal. I mean, there. yeah, 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 yeah. That there's but there's still at the same time we're talking opportunity and situation and then, you know, worst case like you can sell Rashid for a pri- uh for a profit. Yeah, so yeah. if I had Rashid, Matt, if I had Rashid, yeah, I would um I'd be fine swapping him for Cup. Um I think that's if you're a contender, that's a nice move and it's a type of trade that it could put you over the top to go win a championship. Yeah, definitely. I, I do think both guys are very similar values. And it, uh, to me, it's largely going to depend on my team build on which one I prefer. We're, we're pivoting the Rasheed Rice. We're talking rookie receivers. So, like, I, I think we want to kind of touch on those top maybe five or six guys. And to me, it's it's always hard to gauge, like, what are those first or second round wide receiver rookie picks? What are they worth after they're having a good season, right? Like, or a pretty – or a good showing, right? We know Quentin Johnson is a fourth round dog Speaking shit, of hot dog right? water. Yeah, hot dog water. He drinks the hot dog water probably. Um, That's messed up. Man. So <laughs> – and it hurts me to say this. But um, so, like, for example, I think Puka and Tank Dell – are probably worth a mid to late one plus a mid to late two. Those are kind of Every like that's bit kind of, of like for me. Yeah, like if so, I have, like I have them, I'm not selling at a mid to late. You're one not selling for that. Two. I would buy at that now. I would buy yeah. it like that. These know, are buy prices. One hundred seven yeah, or one hundred six, something like that, and plus like a mid two, I'd easily buy for that. So it's almost like I mean they're they're. Maybe like a one and two twos because it's not two ones. I think that's probably a little over the top. Yeah, and to me, this goes back to your bull of the week case with Puka. To me, I do have Dell and Puka very close, almost back to back in terms yeah. of how I value them. Um, I think Puka is going to be a lot easier to trade for right now than Tank Dell um, no at that price. So, like Tank Dell, uh, I, I yeah, I have Tank Dell number one. I, I I would I said I'd pay a mid mid first and second for tank um it doesn't even need to be late i would pay a mid first and second for tank um i don't think that's getting it done in a lot of leagues right now but yeah people are just so excited about him like i I got tank dell i don't want to just give him up yeah it's it's buy prices they found like they found it's found money right that's tank dell puka was that for a while that he was pretty much unobtainable um unless you're giving up a superstar 
so I All won't. Right, so- I I won't be acquiring Tank Dell. So that that's just for clarity purpose. That's what my buy price would be. I think that's okay. What they so should be. um, Waddle, Tank Dell. I know I, Matt, I, you've kind of been out on Waddle recently. I I like Waddle a lot uh, as a talent in real life, but uh, it's a pretty easy call. I'm taking Tank Dell over Jake <laughs> yeah. Waddle. They're, they're in the same I mean, team for me. It's a pretty easy call. Is is if Tyreek Hill was on the Houston Texans, I might feel a little differently. But they're the, they're in the same tier for me at this point. Um, Devontae Smith, another one, same tier for me. It's like whichever one I have, like I, I probably aren't. I'm not like swapping for the other one. I'd just be like, all right, well, if you want my waddle that bad, then you need to give me a little something, or vice versa. If you want my tank Dell that bad. Give me like tank, make make me tanks, move. Give me a make me move price. Tanks tanks value I think is going to it might hold it might go back to where it is right now, but it's not. I don't think it's going to hold where it is right now. I, I bet fair. you there's another drop, and then maybe he comes back. Yeah, like it like we're, we're Dude, not comparing. He, the if two he players goes for a hundred again, good. if he goes for a hundred again, we're going to be talking about how, what what more has to happen for him to get into like that Garrett Wilson tier. I mean. One more game. Yeah, that's what's that's what the talk will be. I'm not saying that's accurate. That's what we should yeah. be doing, but I'm telling you that's what's going to happen. It's just it to me, it's it's like it's and this is why I sell fun players, I guess, because like this the shiny toy eventually comes in and it the shiny toy effect and like I ha I can't on principle hold on to most of these guys. I, I that's where it, I, that I don't hurts, have a lot of tank, so yeah. The thing that kind of hurts me with tank is that it's the third round draft capital. And like we should probably be throwing that out at this point, but it still leaves me a little bit uneasy. I think it's probably leaving everybody uneasy because if it wasn't, if he was a first round pick, he'd be like wide receiver three at this point. So I think other people are obviously feeling the same same way. But Matt, like, it, what did you think about my comment that if he has another week, he's going to be talked about in that Garrett Wilson tier? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's pretty accurate. I was going to say I, I don't really. Uh... I mean, who knows? It's really unpredictable, but I don't agree with Brian. I don't think the tank toothpaste is going back in the tube. Like, I, he's he's here. He's going to be a top 10 to 12 wide receiver for years, I think. The Stroud uh, thing helps him so much, being and, with Stroud. And, and the reason to me that, like, I'm fine having Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith in the same tier, but, man, I am not putting anybody over Tank Dell who has another elite wide receiver one that they have to compete with. I, I like Nico Collins. Everybody that listens to the show knows I love Nico Collins. Tank Dell doesn't have anybody near like an AJ Brown or Tyree Kill that he has to deal with. Um, I expect him to be the alpha target earner in that offense going forward. So yes, Stroud's got him Stroud's got him some receivers. So let's talk about another so the little tiny uh teeny bopper receiver, um Josh Downs. So I know Dynasty Zoltan on Twitter. He's mm-hmm. been all over Josh Downs. I think today he was tweeting about having him over Addison um, and Flowers. Um, so that's kind of a hot take. How do you all feel about that? He's a Downs right. guy. I um, I mean, I, I don't want to we, – we've said this a hundred times. Like, he gets open a lot. He seems good. Um, I'm excited about him as a Colts fan. But, like – I, and, and, and technically I like really like after those top two receivers that we just talked about, like, I think anyone can make a case for the next three or four, you know, based on who they like more. So. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the funny thing I thought uh, about Zoltan's ranks, and I know he was insanely high on JSN pre-draft, but it's like one of the few rookie wide receivers he still has over Josh Downs is JSN. And, like, I'm definitely taking Josh Downs over JSN. Uh, mm, so, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, like, so I would have – I, yeah, I, w- I would have Downs, Addison, and Zay very close. I I don't know exactly who I'd prefer. I would probably prefer all three of them to JSN, though. And I'm just going to kind of like clarify what you're saying, and you can re-clarify me if I'm if I'm speaking out of pocket. But I think just to be clear, you're saying like that's who you would prefer. You're not saying you're going to go out and do a stupid trade and just trade, make a bad market trade. Like you're you're going to try to get a, make a make a decent deal out of it. Like, and almost any circumstance, circumstance, but like almost any circumstance, you can get something on top of downs trading away JSN, maybe not a hundred percent of leagues, but probably 50% of them over 50% of them. Yeah. I I would try that if I had any JSN shares left. Um, Yeah. I don't have any. I I would aim. I I would aim for me, bro. Yeah. I I, I don't have that sound you're hearing is my eyes popping out of my head as you're saying this. Um, I, I still feel great about all my JSN cells. So yes. let's just be clear. Like they have all worked out to this point. I still think JSN's a great talent. I think he's definitely like let's talk about JSN and Addison. I I, I still think JSN's a great talent. I still see him as being a future stud. It's just gonna take a while with this situation. Addison, I don't think he's very good. I, I just don't think he's that good. And and yeah, I, I'm I'm dropping him down. I like flowers above him. I, I have no Addison. I got rid of my last one. Speaking of, like, if we're talking about trades, I traded my only Addison share prior to this past week. Glad I did it before this past week. If you saw that game, I traded away Addison for Devonte Smith straight up. Um, we had Jesse Moeller on the podcast last week. He said Addison was his sell of the week. He gave a list of guys that he wanted to sell. Devonte Smith was one of them, and I offered Devont. I offered for Devonte Smith and Puka. The Devonte Smith owner smash accepted, so I felt pretty pretty good about that one. Yeah, I, I no, think there's I, somewhere. I think there's somewhere in the middle of not liking Addison and taking like that's a smash for you, in my opinion. Like Devonte Smith is like, well, it looks about a little bit tiers. better now. Yeah, I mean, it looks a little better well, now after after the poor game. But like KTC fantasy calc, he's above Devonte Smith. So like, yeah, you might like him more. I like Devonte Smith more. But the market's a little bit different based on how people are voting and trading. I'm still, I would still pay a late one for both Addison and JSN. Um, JSN, I'd feel better yeah. about it. Um, I would, I would for, I would for JSN. I, I wouldn't feel good about it for Addison unless I thought, okay, I'm going to trade a late one for Addison. I'm going to trade him, but that's a little bit risky to be trying to do all that. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I mean, I would not pay a late one for JSN anymore. I sold J- my last JSN share to our friend Jake for a late one in uh, our Joe Cronin league. Um, feel totally fine about it. I don't you're see JSN as a difference maker. I yeah, I might hate it. Um, you're a lot more impressed with 40 yards a game than I am so far. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> But most of these guys that we're talking about aren't week to week producers at this point. So, I mean, it's, there's a certain level of projection and Matt, you more than anyone that I know projects things and like looks, tries to look ahead of things. Like I, I get that you're, you're out on them, but it's, it's to me, you're missing an opportunity for, I mean, a super, super talented guy 
in a situation that is going to improve in my opinion. Um, but that's, you know, I'm a, I'm an enabler. So one issue that I have with, I I don't, we don't want to kill yet. We don't want to go too long on Jason here, but his situation, I don't think is really going to get better next year. So they're probably going to still have Gino who's very, you know, he's whatever. It's not like the worst quarterback you could have, but it's not the best. But Lockett's still going to be there. DK's still going to be there. So I think it's just going to be a lot of the same. Maybe he takes like a small step forward as Lockett gets a little bit older. But it's just not going to be that much better in year two. Yeah, and my only thing with JSN is I I, I think he's good. I think he might be really good. I am very starting to get really skeptical that he's elite in any way. Uh, if he, I mean, the elite guys usually have shown it by now in JSN's. Uh, like at near the end, we're getting towards December, towards December of their rookie years, guys that are going to be like in the top five dynasty conversation, they usually show it by now. Not always, but usually. And I, I just wanted to see more from JSN. I expected to see more. By one, now. But, one last thing, Matt, and like, yeah. please, please, please warn me if you're going to answer the contrary here. Contrary here. Are you taking Jaden Reed over JSN? No, not yet. Okay, thank God. All right, here we go. All right, we're fine. But, we but, and I will say, uh, out of the guys that – the only other two guys that I, I think are worth mentioning kind of that we haven't t- touched on in our rookie wide receiver discussion is Jaden Reed and Pop Douglas. Um, I would pay a mid-second for either one of those guys right now. I think you can probably get them for a mid-second right now, especially Pop. Um, the, the, Pop and Jaden Reed are two of the best buys uh, – in dynasty right now, I would say I, I expect uh, their value to grow. Just a little bit ago, I saw a trade go down Jaden Reed for what's basically the automatic 2.01. So just kind of like a little estimate on what what you might see him go for in leaks. Yeah, and his cost is going to vary a lot. There are people that love Reed, and there are a lot of people that are indifferent on him. So I, I've noticed uh, the level of interest in him varies. Yeah, he doesn't have a very good quarterback either, so um, that that doesn't help him. So, uh, so we, so, so, maybe we... so, so, so we've been talking buys, and I think we spent a lot of time on rookie wide receivers. I don't think we have a lot of value to add with Jameer Gibbs, Bijan, some of the quarterbacks. Correct me if I'm wrong here, boys. I'm not paying a one for Bryce Young. There's no league that I can get C.J. Stroud. Um, <laughs> Bijan and Gibbs. I mean, I might look at them in the offseason, but uh, there's, I'm not taking a tank team and buying either of them right now. And I'm not taking a contender and going out and paying up top dollar for them. Is it, is it real quick? Is it Levis or, or young, Matt? It's, it, it's always been Levis since that one game, uh, since <laughs> that first game. He's, he's, he, one to, game. To, this, to this day, in one game, <laughs> Will one Levis, game. <laughs> in one he has game, one more game than Bryce Young does. In one game, Will Levis has made more NFL throws than Bryce Young has all fucking season. Like, yeah. And so, but Levis is the other interesting one to me. A lot of people, I get questions on like, damn, you bought up a bunch of Levis. You regretting that? No, I'm not regretting that. Uh, I'm not doubling down on that. (laughs) Um, I'm just kind of in a wait and see mode with Levis the rest of the year. I think he's done some things that look pretty good. And then other times he looks like a second round rookie. So what do we um, think we can get Levis for at this point? Like I, I, 
Matt, you're not selling yours, but like, what do you think other people might be selling that they held, they held through, they rejected all of the mid one offers or late, probably late one. They probably wouldn't get mid one off. Let's say they were getting late one offers. Do you think they're like, ah, eh, probably should have gotten out. And it's, it's a good question. I, I really don't know the answer to it. I would think that the le current Levis owner is probably not selling for less than the first, but I don't know. I, was, I mean, there's definitely not the ones, I was that gonna say, I, the ones that bought, are, I, but like, yeah. They're not going to take the loss after like three weeks. <laughs> um, I would I would pay two twos, but it, it, I would also be conscious of like what you guys are saying that like I'll look at the history. If the guy just paid a first and a second for him two weeks yeah. ago, I'm not even going to waste my time. Yeah, two twos is fair. Like if it, I'm not maybe not like the two oh one, but like it's just no. like two mid twos, like a mid two, and it'll buy like a playoff two. Yeah, I'll throw and, that. And that would that would also be situational for me if my quarterback room is kind of like shaky ish or maybe i have like a kirk cousins or something like that that i'm not sure if he'll be ready to go right away at the start yeah, of the season that type of stuff which i have a lot of kirk cousins so um so kirk cousins is been one of my old vet buys for seems like the last month or so maybe longer uh so why don't we transition here get over to our vets give the old guys some love um to me, we already kind of talked about Cooper Cup. Another receiver that I'm looking to buy, and I think you probably can for like a mid-late two right now, is Amari Cooper. Uh, super talented. Love He's it. starting to get into that like that age range where people just like kind of cast them off as pariahs. And um, I, I think, and he's not going to get any great games probably this year because of the quarterback play that they have. I'm a Watson believer. And he's uh, right in now. addition to this, so yeah, if if Watson comes back next year, which I expect him to, he's going to be better than what he is right now perceived, anyways. So, like to me, that's a great buy. That it might help you short term, but it definitely helps you in the next year or two after this. Yeah, I, if you can get Amari like Cooper it. for I mean, a mid second, I agree with that. What's that, Todd? I offered a mid second earlier. I haven't received heard back, but I think like a mid second and like a third might get it done, and some might take like. Two twos, that's where it gets a little bit dicier, but I, I don't think that's terribly out of reach. So one thing I like to do sometimes with a tank team is at the end of the year when the the possible points or the max points for are already kind of set. And last year on a tank team, I bought Keenan Allen for a mid-second. That's turned out pretty good for that team that's now a contender. I think Amari Cooper perfectly fits the mold of like, go get him for a mid-two. Maybe someone is now pivoting to a tank and they're like oh i need i need picks any picks like like some pick bro is is yeah. just wanting anything he's just trying to unload yeah. and you can just get, get pick guys off for a mid two and like amari cooper will be a start worthy player player for you next year so i want to talk about like are there any other matt do you have any comments on amari but i i agree with brian's premise despite completely disagreeing with him on deshaun watson i expect amari <laughs> cooper to have terrible quarterback play uh next year just like he has all year this year and last year and i don't think it really matters um he, he's very good as long as as long as it's just bad quarterback play and not pj walker completing four passes all game long type quarterback play. yeah he needs to have like just a functionally bad quarterback like deshaun watson so a couple other guys that kind of fit that mold of buying now to have like a, to be a contender next year. We already talked about Cooper Cup. He'd be one that I'd be trying to do this with, even if I'm on yeah. a tank team. Um, Deontay Calvin Johnson. Ridley. 
I was going to say Deontay Johnson, I think maybe a little bit uh, because of, you know, he's coming off like a down week or two. He's, uh, you know, there's uh, questions about the offense and everything. Calvin Ridley is a little bit different to me. Yeah, after two monster games, he doesn't almost fit in this category. Like, yeah, you're probably right. Unless it's a tanking team, then, then it's, the, you know, it's, it's, it's on the wrong end. It's it's on the wrong end of a Ridley burst the last couple of weeks. Like, yeah, you know, three weeks ago he might have qualified. Um, Deontay Johnson, you guys know better than me. Uh, is does he have a chance of being out of Pittsburgh after the season, like at all? No, he signed like a three-year deal that was basically like a two-year deal. I, I think. Um, so I think he's definitely there next year, but I still like Deontay Johnson. We talked about expected fantasy points with David Plout a couple weeks ago. He's an expected fantasy points champion after the injury. Just, he was I, really good. I just think of like, he's a he's one of those guys we talked about T Higgins, like T Higgins is a little more of a, a electric name and like skill set, I guess. But like Deontay Johnson, if he goes to like a, a, a pretty cool situation in the next year or two, I could see him just like skyrocketing in value. Like if he were to go to Kansas city and Kelsey, maybe he retires or whatever, like Deontay Johnson attached to Mahomes, people would be slamming down doors to get him. Oh yeah, definitely. I have one more sneaky one that's going to make you kind of your stomach turn a little bit, but he could be the Keenan Allen of next year. And he was kind of the Keenan Allen of last year before Kyler Murray got hurt. And that's DeAndre Hopkins. Like, could you just get him for like a couple thirds or from someone? Like, I don't I, maybe not a couple thirds, but like, let's say he's on a team that is now, all right, I just realized I'm six and six or whatever it is at this point. Yeah. Six and six. I'm yeah. not going to make the playoffs. I got I got a couple guys I need to start shedding. Could you just throw something at him like a like a something that like I mean a couple thirds like could you do that to get a DeAndre Hopkins? I'd want that on a guy on a team that I plan to contend next year. It might I, work, I but I think the guy I think the Hopkins owner is going to at least ask for a second. So I mean, are you are you second, are you throwing yeah. are, are you throwing a mid to late second that way? Not a mid, but a late one that I like. All right, this team's I've got this guy's I've got say I've got like five seconds or four seconds. I've got a few teams like that that are tank teams, but it seems like acquiring seconds is a lot easier right now. Sure, if it's like a juggernaut to I I might be okay with that. I'd rather not, um, but at least I I dabble with the guy and see if, if getting Hopkins is doable. I like this concept in a contending situation as well. If it's your own late second and you're, you know, whether it's a buy buy week fill in here to try and secure the buy, or you just are gambling on the upside that he could have another pop off game or two. Um, I don't mind that late second for Hopkins in this situation. I'm not necessarily like pursuing it because I've actually had a couple situations where I've turned down offers for Hopkins, but um, I don't really love where it's headed for him personally, so I, I get it. I was kind of curious about the last name that you had on this list, uh, Todd. Jerry Judy is a guy that I've never liked, and I would not want to be buying in any type of situation on any team build right now. But what what, what do you guys think? Never seen. I have. Ever. I have. I have no. I don't have any Judy. People have been way too high on him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the people that have him probably are still too high on him. So there, it may not be, he may not be gettable at a price that I'd want to pay. Um, but 
his peripherals are a lot better than what people realize. He's still on the season over a 20% target share. Um, he feels like he's playing like third fiddle to like Sutton's like one a or one and two. And then it's Judy. I mean, Sutton on the years, 23% target share. Judy's at 20 and a half percent. It's like, they're kind of neck and neck. Sutton's like scored the touchdowns. Um, I feel like he's always on red zone and Judy's not. So like, it just feels like it's Sutton. Um, but I think there's still something there with Judy. And if I could get him for a mid second, I would, I would do that. Now, KTC's value and the actual owner's value of Judy could be total, two totally different things. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, Definitely um, not paying any kind of second for Judy. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm not going to spend any time on Jerry Judy. Um, That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's like, like if this it's like, like my Trey Lance from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around. I didn't like him. I still don't like him. He sucks. Um, I do want to talk about someone that I did once love. And I want to just reiterate, uh, we had a funeral for him a few weeks ago. Tony Pollard, I think you can, after these last couple of games, I bet you you could for a contending team that is having running backs on buys like crazy these next couple of weeks, I bet you you can sell Tony Pollard for first again. And I'm doing it when I can. Uh, uh, well, I, yeah, I, I would do that if I could. I didn't, I, I didn't realize. You got, you got Jacobs, you got Madison, you got uh, – Connor next week, you got, there's a lot of running backs that are probably on contending ish teams that are, they're missing. And these, these are important weeks for a lot of teams. I mean, they, especially people, people so going for stingy buys. with their first round picks. It feels like, I just feel like that'd be difficult. I mean, sure. Yeah. I would definitely sell Pollard for a first. And I mean, it's probably out there. I think it's probably pretty difficult, but I mean, if I could, then yeah, but I, if I'm a contender, I'm riding it out. I'm just going to hope that he's, what was it, 2020 or 2021 uh, playoff David Montgomery or Kenyon yeah. Drake of like 2019. So I just want to see if he can be the guy that just scores two touchdowns a game in the in the fantasy playoffs. I think that's actually in the realm of possibility. I'm still holding out hope with Pollard. So, so I, 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 and I, I don't disagree with what you're saying there, but I also, uh, th- this is kind of a, a Dak related um, sell, and I think that Dak is really improving what Pollard's value probably should be after what he had shown earlier in the season. And I just wanted to give some Dak love because I think that has been few and far between until these last couple weeks, and he's been doing it since the San Francisco game when everyone wrote him off. Uh, last six weeks, af- his six weeks after San Francisco, he's QB1, QB3, QB2, QB1, 17, and 3. So he had one week where he still it was, I think it was like 17 or 18 points or something like that. And he was just, a, and it was an absurd week. But that's that's five top three QBs in his last six games. That this And this guy is not rushing like he used, like everyone was like, oh, well, he doesn't get rushing touchdowns. He's not really rushing that much. He's tossing it. He's slinging it. The offense looks great, and he's back, and he's back for the MVP. I'm, I'm loving yeah. every second. Yeah, he's balling. So he used to be in this group. You know, we talked. We said we were going to talk about QBs in, like, the 12 to 18 range. He used to be in this group, like, a <laughs> month ago. So let's start talking. Let's talk a little bit about those before we get into our trades. So um, QBs in that, we're call, I'm going to call it 12 to 18, 
Um, you've got, and this is no particular order, just as we have it on our sheet here. So we've got Sam Howell, Jordan Love, Purdy, Fields, Watson, Goff, Russell Wilson. We had Dobbs on here before Monday Night Football, but I put in parentheses, LOL. So let's just scratch Dobbs. And you have Bryce Young and Levis. So obviously there might be some tiers with in this tier so really quickly again sam howell jordan love purdy fields watson golf russell wilson uh, bryce young and will levis so matt what's your like first grouping tier for that group uh my brock purdy does not belong in this group that's it's insanely disrespectful to him i mean brock purdy's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league all year um so I have a rebuttal. I have a rebuttal for that, Matt, after you finish your point. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. So for me, Purdy doesn't belong in this group. He's above that group. I would say Bryce Young and Will Levis also don't necessarily belong in this group just because I think of them as different asset classes. So like the ones that I would focus on are Sam Howell, Jordan Love, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff and Russ uh, Russell Wilson, who I think are a little bit different, but like my opinion is going to be pretty clear. Uh, I'm taking Jordan Love out of that group. I think he's the best quarterback in that group. Uh, last four weeks, he's one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the NFL, according to PFF. Um, as trajectory is going upwards, the team is winning uh, lately. He's in a playoff race unexpectedly. Jordan Love is pretty easy. Matt, hey, Matt is drooling. I mean, you guys asked. You guys asked. He's drooling. Yeah. Um. So my rebuttal for Brock Purdy, you're, you singled out Brock Purdy not belonging on this list, and yeah. I'm going to go to bat for Todd here for a second. Uh, Brock Purdy, in 11 games, he's a QB1 six times. Really good. Uh, Close, two games, three bad games. Okay, so that's, that's his 11. So he's got six QB1 top 12s. He's got two that are close, 13 and 16, and then three bad ones. Sam Howell has played 12 games, hasn't his by yet. He In his seven of his last eight games, he's a QB1, eight total. Two very close, 13 and 14. So that's 10 out of 12, and then two bad games. So if Purdy doesn't belong in this list, why does Sam Howell? Because there is absolutely no job security concerns whatsoever with Brock Purdy. We know he's a really good quarterback in the NFL. We know he's not going to lose his job. There's just no concerns with him. Uh, now, any concerns that we can talk about are the ones that you had just mentioned, right? We can talk about what's Brock Purdy's ceiling in fantasy. Uh, that's fine. That's fair to me. If Sam Howell had a five-year, $200 million contract fully guaranteed, yeah, I'm putting Sam Howell over Brock Purdy. I don't think that Sam Howell is guaranteed anything next year. He's on a four and eight team. He takes about 90 sacks a year. Uh, he leads the NFL in turnover-worthy plays. And the other thing I would say about Sam Howell is I saw a tweet from uh, Derek Class in, uh, QB, at QB Class with a K on Twitter. He, he works with Matt Harmon at Reception Perception, uh, ranking quarterbacks. He had a tweet that explains a lot of Sam Howell's production. Sam Howell has 85 more dropbacks this year than the second most quarterback, which is Josh Allen. So Sam Howell has 85 more dropbacks than Josh Allen, who is in second place. That gap is wider 
than Josh Allen and the QB who's 18th in dropbacks. So Sam, basically Eric Bieniemy is just a madman this year, and Sam Howell is dropping back 750 times. It's unsustainable, and it's artificially propping up his fantasy scoring. This sounds a lot like a Kirk Cousins argument from a few years ago. Just saying. Kirk Cousins is good. Sam Sam Howell Howell is a four and eight team. And again, taking a bunch of sacks, he leads NFL in turnover. Sam Howell is not in Kirk Cousins' universe as a real life quarterback. Let's be fair. Sam Howell's Howell's essentially a rookie. I mean, he's in his second year. He's what what has he had? Like 12, 13 starts. Um, I'm not here to say that Sam Howell is like, a super stud player. He does have terrible team around him. Brock Purdy does not. And I think if Brock Purdy had a terrible team around him, we're probably not talking about Brock Purdy. He's probably not even, uh, yeah, we don't even know who he is. Yeah, I'd agree with Um, that. So Sam Howell, I do agree. He's probably, he's, he's not like a a stud talent. Um, He is in a, they are throwing a lot. You're absolutely right on that. Um, not not so a lot. An insane number of times. Historically you're, insane number you're of fa- times. You're factoring in situation for Purdy, but you're removing any situational situa- situations for Howell. So, like the, to me, it's like you're you're kind of biased in the sense of like. So I would lot- agree. I, I would agree with Matt that they're in different tiers at this point. I would say that the the reason, and when I say different tiers, I mean like the, a difference of like a mid second. Um, the only difference being that Purdy's situation is locked in from a from a points per game standpoint. If we just take the whole season, they're like basically in lockstep. I mean, we're talking about 21 and a half points per game. And same with Jordan Love, too. They're all right there at 21 and a half points per game. I would say that if I was ranking like their job security, it'd probably go Purdy, Love, Howell. But I think Howell and Love are pretty similar. I mean, like three weeks ago, I would have said Love's probably not going to be the quarterback next year. Now I'm like, oh, he's for sure going to be the quarterback next year. So, like, it's these guys are all up in the air. Like, a month ago, I'm like, for sure, how was the quarterback next year? So, it's like these guys are all moving in different directions. So, like, from a value standpoint, I would want a first and a second if I was trading away a late first, if I was trading away my Howell or Jordan Love. What would I pay for them? I would probably pay like a very, like, a playoff um first but like a team that's probably gonna get the buy type playoff first not like a just a team that's snuck into the playoffs and, and just yeah. to be clear i'm not like i'm not going down as i've traded sam howell a bunch of times in the last few weeks so that's not like it's not me necessarily going to bat for howell as much as i think that like there's a flaw in general process at times where people are like well he's on a good team or this this or that and not including that a different situation, maybe a worse player, but a different situation, but is why he's buoyed. Like how was buoyed for the volume? Purdy is buoyed for the weapons. That's like, that's my argument that it's not like who's better or worse. Cause I'm not, I'm not necessarily trading one for another. And if Howell is locked in for a couple more years, uh, I would not really care. Or, like, I, I wouldn't, uh, I would not penalize him for uh, being buoyed by, a crazy 700 plus a pass attempt season, but I, I I'm not sure that he is right. Uh, Washington is four and eight. If you look at Washington, the rest of Washington's schedule, they have five games left. They play four playoff teams, uh, including the Dolphins, Cowboys, uh, 49ers. They have one easy game left. There's a good chance that the uh, Washington Commanders finish five and twelve this year. If they finish five and twelve. 
Remember, Washington is a brand new ownership group that took control of the team right before the season. They weren't going to make any changes at GM and head coach right before the season. So I think classic new owner syndrome. I think there's a very good chance that Washington's GM and Ron Rivera are on their way out and a new. Oh, they, Rivera's gone. I mean, that's. R- Rivera's gone. Rivera's yeah, gone. And I, and, and the Washington beat reporters that I follow have said they believe the GM has gone too. I don't. Now, maybe that means Eric Bianami steps up as uh, gets hired as a head coach. That's my and, guess. And, and maybe, and maybe he says, yeah, let's keep Sam. I, I really don't know. And because I don't know is why I'm worried about investing in Sam. I guess that's my only point. And so in that way, I would compare Howell uh, very much to Justin Fields. Uh, I, I wouldn't really compare him to Love because I do think Love uh, is safer going forward. But Fields and Howell got, have the upside. So Fields and Watson are my top of this tier. Purdy is creeping up to them, but I would still have them a little bit behind. And then Love, Howell would be behind them. So I'm still taking Watson above the other guys. Oh, now, man. Deshaun Watson over these guys? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. Like, I mean, Deshaun Watson's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league since he's been in Cleveland. Uh, the guys we are talking about are not, but well, we, no, I, I, so like, Watson over like Purdy a, is crazy to me. Like, the narrative is real, man. The narrative. I, man, I, yeah, no, with, I mean, with Deshaun Watson, I want a guy. At, at quarterback, especially that I think can be a top six, seven guy. And I still think that is within the realm of Deshaun Watson possibilities. I don't think that's within the realm of Brock Purdy. That That's not out of question for Jordan Love. Um, probably not within the realm of possibility for Sam Howell. Um, because we've seen the, the rushing with Jordan Love. That's kind of the differentiator. I mean, Howell might be top five this year. <laughs> well, what I mean is like consistently, you know, yeah, you, going forward, we're talking yeah, about like, all right, he's going to lose some of that volume. Yeah. Um, he should get like a better supporting cast. Like there's things that I would say, like, I, I don't see him being a, a like league winning type of quarterback. Whereas like, I still think Deshaun Watson, while I'm very skeptical that we can, he can get back to it now, I, I wouldn't like be rushing out to buy him. Um, I still think that he can get back to that. Um, but I mean, that's, that's fair. Uh, that, that's fair. I guess, I guess I was just taken aback because I, I thought all the Watson people were like kind of giving up on him this year. I, I, I didn't know that people were still, you know, having him over Brock Purdy and guys like that, but uh, can I, can I, can I quickly vent about a trade that I just received live? I, absolutely, man. Yeah. And they'll, they'll <laughs> transition us here. Yeah. They'll transition. Um, us. We don't go down to a, a too big of a hole here. I was just uh, someone in one of my leagues just asked about uh, any running backs available. I list Najee Harris, expendable, decent running back. Yeah, I figured, you know, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to be offered a first. Was just offered Quentin Johnston. Oh, geez. Is Quentin, would you pay, Matt, would you pay a third for Quentin Johnston? No, I like. I know the answer to this. <laughs> if you offered me Quinn Johnson and I gave you nothing in return, I guess I'd accept. Like I saw a trade on Twitter the other day that was basically like Garrett Wilson, a second, maybe like two seconds, and then like yeah. tagged on like Quentin Johnston was a part of the trade also for Justin Jefferson, <laughs> I believe. And it was like a landslide to Justin Jefferson. And I tweeted, like I quote tweeted, it was like. I think if you took QJ out of the trade, this would be a closer 
vote. Like it was like it was like 80-20. I seriously think it would yeah. be like 60-40 if you just removed QJ from the trade. He like worsened the offer. Yeah, I mean, he is straight up dead to me. I don't want any QJ anymore. I think I still have a share. Probably should have tried to get rid of that before saying this, but I think there'll uh, be I think there'll be that Sky more chance to sell him in. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Two at some point. I'm just, I have one left. I think you can get a 2025 two for him, maybe next August, and that's what I'm holding out for. I mean, like you can't even trade him right now. There's no point of even trying. So okay. yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I must be seeing this wrong, not the transition here, but I must be seeing this wrong. You traded Kyle Pitts this week? Matt? Yeah. I, uh, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I, I did trade. No, I, I traded Kyle Pitts uh, this past week on a cont- contending team where I had some injuries. And, you know, obviously Kyle Pitts isn't helping me out a whole lot. Uh, so... I was kind of, and you know I was at thirty five percent roster ship of Kyle Pitts, um, so I figured all right. Uh, so this guy, uh, guy the, uh, that is in a few leagues with me, uh, came and asked about Pitts, and you know I didn't really want to deal him, um, but he, you know, uh, we we talked. He made uh, pointed out that you know I could use some extra depth. So anyway, long story short, I ended up trading him for Kyle Pitts and a late third. For our boy Nico Collins, uh, and then Dalton Schultz, <laughs> and that's all I got. Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz, and this is, and so this is how I looked at the trade. Dude, I don't need to defend it. I, I, yeah, no, like no, I mean, this no, is an easy Kyle, win. As a like, Kyle Pitts truther, because no, because I did catch some shit as a Kyle Pitts guy for making this trade. I looked at it as Pitt, uh, Nico Collins is the late one, Schultz is the late two. Uh, I don't care about the late third. So basically moving pits for late one and two, essentially uh, in value. I, I don't think you, that seems higher than most people are willing to pay for pits right now. So I was okay selling off a share still being at 30%, but yeah, I, I figured you'd like it. Uh, Brian, uh, what do you, what do you think about that trade outside of the fact that I'm a hypocrite? <laughs> I think that's the that's the headline, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah, fair. Mad hypocrite. Uh, I, I I don't really I don't like. I get why people might want to be out on pits, um, and I'm maybe getting closer to that. So it, I was more just giving you a hard time that it was like that was like your bye 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 a couple weeks ago. And, and I would say that he's still a strong buy. Like if you're not like me and bought him up at. Uh, more expensive than he is now uh, six weeks ago then yeah like uh, i think he's a strong buy at anything it's late first or less and 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 this is why i brought it up to kind of um to bring it full circle here is last week joe burrow was my buy of the week um and i promptly right after we recorded last week's episode sold joe burrow um, so that's, I think that it's, it's, and I think, so Matt and I are kind of in the same, in the same boat here in the sense of like, we like the player, we like the value, but if something comes along that, you know, everybody tempts has a you, 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 everybody has a price, right? So I, I sent Joe Burrow on a contender, Joe Burrow for T law and a late 24 one, which is my own first. So getting my own first back. So if the playoffs go kind of sideways or whatever, I liked having that. And then obviously, you know, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, not Joe Burrow, but he's pretty damn good still. Yeah. Um, so like that, that was one trade that I made um, that I just thought was kind of funny because it was literally I was pounding on the desk for an hour straight about 
by Joe Burrow, by Joe Burrow. And I got off the phone with you guys and instantly sell. Yeah, no, I mean, can't argue with the value. Trevor in the late one for Burrow, especially um, without Burrow services on a That's contender this year. Yeah. And, and, and this was this was with Boss Score Bryce or EFGM. Oh, your buddy, yeah. Oh, yeah, so um, he's tanking. So it was a win-win. Um, I, I, he loves Burrow, so I, I, you know, I wanted to give him a quick shout out too because you know he's a, a religious listener as well. So shout out to him. That is fair. Uh, one uh, one other trade uh, that I'll say that I did this week. Uh, just I want to mention it because it does show that at times I'm a man of my word. Uh, I have been bitching about Christian Watson all year. Um, and then he finally had a really nice game on Thursday and he turned some people's heads and, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like fake points or fake numbers. Like Christian Watson played awesome on Thursday and I finally got some offers for him for the first time all year. I traded Christian Watson away for what looks to be a mid to late 24 second, mid to late 25, I would say mid 25 seconds. So about two mid to late seconds in the next two years. That's what I was looking to get out on. I wasn't trying to just cash out on Christian Watson on one second. I didn't think I could get a first. So I was happy moving on for two seconds. I'm guessing you guys would have wanted a little bit more. What do you think? No, I like it. I like it. That's what I would be trying to sell for. <laughs> I really don't mind actually even buying for that. I uh, If it's just like about what his value seconds, is, I may be okay. Yeah, it's just about what his value is. It's not like I don't, I don't want to buy for two mids, but two eights I would be good with. So let's just go into our buys or sells of the week. And I just mentioned two twos. So I have a little bit of a twist on my buy of the week. And it's not necessarily who I'm going to buy, but it's what I'm going to do to buy. So I'm going to start using my seconds that I think are going to be very late. So like if I have a second that I view as being a second on a buy team, I'm going to go ahead and take that two and try to buy a player. So some guys that we've talked about earlier were uh, Amari Cooper, um, Jerry Judy's another one. Um, any of these guys that you think, okay, I can get, I can get them at the value of a two. Maybe you have to toss in like another, like a late third, something that you don't really care about. And so I'm, I want to use those things that might end up being like a two ten that later down the road are a little bit, uh, you can't really, can't really use them in trades as much in like March that 210 mm -hmm. becomes a little bit less valuable. Whereas today it's just like, Oh, it's a, a mid to late two um, or it's just like a playoff two and you might be able to get a player. So um, basically just go into like fantasy calc or KTC or, you know, whatever you like to use and just be like, what's kind of worth like a mid to late two. And that's what I would want to trade for. So Jerry Judy is the one we kind of talked about tonight. You guys are grossed out by him. That might be the one that I go and try to try to hit on. Yeah, I'll keep my buy of the week pretty uh, quick here. It's a guy that I wanted to mention during the show. We just didn't really get around to it. But Jalen Hyatt kind of caught my attention this weekend in that dog shit game with the Giants and Patriots. Uh, guy gets open downfield. Um, he, he's been making big plays all year, but just very few and far between type things. Um, but yeah, so I've. Jalen Hyatt, anything you can uh, – if you can get him for less than a second, 
that's what I'm trying to do. If I can get him for a third or two thirds, or ideally Jalen Hyatt is a guy that you tack onto a larger trade that a guy's you you're hoping your trade partner basically just gives him to you. Um, so that's a guy who I have my eye on and I'm trying to target for cheap if I can. If you're a tanker, maybe like a move that you could make would be selling a guy that could start for someone the next week, like a, a Gus Edwards or something, something like that. Yeah. Like you can, yeah. you can put off on them. Like, hey, you can start. You've got there's a lot of running backs on by this week. Is there somebody that I have that can start he's, for you? Give me Jalen Hyatt. Here, you need, you need a tight end. Here's Taysom Hill, and you need a third. Sure, here's Taysom Hill and a third. Give me Hyatt. like, yeah, something like that. You got Brian. You got Brian. Uh, my sell is Brees Hall, like we talked about before. On a rebuild, get a younger running back or elite receiver. On a contender, get an elite piece plus a first. Uh, my buy is Cooper. Mentioned him as well. Second and maybe small, you know, small change. Buy him for this year and next. All right, boys. It was a fun one. So good luck to everyone ahead of trade deadlines and jockeying for those buys. You can find us on Twitter, Brian at Brian underscore Leary one. Matt is at Dynasty Peasant, and I'm Todd at Dynasty S Flex. So in close, Matt is buying the Vol for Lifer, Jalen Hyatt. Brian is selling Brees Hall. He's buying Amari Cooper. And I am selling my late twos for whoever you can get. So we'd really appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Any likes, retweets of the podcast are a great help. For Brian, Matt, and myself, thanks for joining episode 1.11 of the Dynasty Market Watch podcast. Get well soon, KP. I'm matching every player's Amy Coach right. Master recipes on the stove lights. The number on his jersey is the quote price.